Welcome, everybody, to our summer spectacular on our Patreon feed. It is me, the King of Summer, joined with the Prince of Summer, <laughs> a.k.a. the hosts of the Old Kids Movies, as always, Trevor Howell and AJ Beltas. Happy summer, AJ, as it's coming to a close, I guess, for you, but it's summer all the time in L.A. Yeah, or at least fucking, until October. Fucking hippie. <laughs> yeah, how, how are you doing, Trevor? I'm good. It's summer. I haven't <laughs> gone to the beach that often, but I did go in the pool a bit. And now the apartment complex has a pool. So I just want to swim in it all the time. Very nice. Well, I'm happy for you. Yeah. How's uh, how's the Cape? You're on the Cape. You're on Cape Cod. I am. Home of the Cape Cod chips. I am on Cape Cod right now. Um, I'm trying to see uh, at least two movies were filmed on my list, which we'll get into in a second. Uh, either on or in the greater Cape Cod area. So very excited to talk about those and the role I that... I think I have one or two of them All on right. my list as well. Excited to talk about the role that Cape Cod has had in, in my summer and summer coming of age as we do our Patreon special, as you alluded to, Trevor, which is our top 10 summer movies. What's your criteria yeah. here, Trevor? This was your recommendation for uh, Patreon this month. How did you envision this? And I guess, what do you what do you use to define a summer movie. So the, the criteria for the actual list was it, the movie either takes place entirely or primarily in summer or has a big element of summer in it. Right. Mm -hmm. You can have, I, I also consider the last day of school uh, a consideration for a summer movie. Cause mm -hmm. that is a celebration of summer. So if you, well, I think I know what movie is going to be on your list. You'd be surprised. There's, there's, I think I know what you're talking about and it kind of just, missed the mark it was because i've only seen a specific movie that fits that criteria once mm -hmm. uh, i like another movie better by the same director <laughs> and it's not a summer movie really the summer movies and school movies often go hand in hand but that was the criteria however a summer movie doesn't necessarily have to fit any specific theme trope but often the summer movies that i feel like i connect with have a lot to do with finding structure mm -hmm. and identity whether it's a coming-of-age story or not some of the the things on here are coming-of-age stories and some of them are not for instance beaches vacations mm -hmm. uh, going to school or leaving school a lot of those elements are in summer camp is a big thing and, and that'll probably come up a few times the ocean uh, anything in a pool sort of summer parties get-togethers family road trips or regular road trips there's a lot of elements that can go into a summer movie, but there's nothing specific. And I think there's some tropes that fall with a lot of them and a lot of current movies, they'll call back to these tropes, but there's not really a set criteria. I'm curious, what do you think makes a summer movie and or a summer movie that you connect with? Yeah, I mean, and when you hear top 10 summer movies, you could be thinking like, what were the top 10 movies that came out in the summer? Like is Thor Ragnarok sure. or, or Thor, uh, what was the newest fucking one that I haven't even seen yet? Thor Love and Thunder? Like, is that a summer movie? It, I mean, by our definition, no. And specifically for mine, absolutely not. What I really wanted to do was narrow it down to movies that not only took place in the summer, but had to take place in the summer. This My list is basically composed of 10 movies that summer is kind of a character in the movie. It just transparently there were two movies that i had on my list and we'll get into some of our honorable mentions but two of my favorite movies of all time are forgetting sarah marshall and the florida project and both of those movies there's there's a point there's almost like a side line at one point where they say happy fourth of july or oh it's independence day but 
feasibly, I feel like both of those movies could also take place not during the summer. So those didn't make my list because even though they're in my top 50 movies of all time, they're not a quintessential summer film. So that's something that it came down to for me. And I also, I wanted to go for diversity on my list. So I've got a last day of, uh, of school movie. I've got a family vacation movie. I've got a summer horror movie. I've got summer camp movies. So I, I really tried to get a little bit of all the different feelings, all the different kinds of movies that you watch during the summer that also specifically take place specifically during the summer. Yes. I, I and there are some that I was going to put on here and thought, oh, wow, this is not a summer movie. Crap. Or it doesn't take place in summer, even though it feels right. like it does. Like I thought about Django. I don't think that takes place in the summer because the only reference is after the snow melts, but the, the sweltering heat of that movie is, is a character. I, I couldn't yeah. put it on there though. Like Terminator 2, I feel like could be a summer movie because it takes place in LA and John's just kind of riding around, but there's like, no mention of it being summer. So I just, I couldn't put these movies on the list, even though they, they could also qualify, I feel, you know? Right. And, and I'll say that my list sort of composes about movies that I don't necessarily think like, oh, these are my favorite movies ever. Mm -hmm. But when I'm trying to fit this criteria, I feel like, oh, these are 10 movies that I really think of when I think of summer. Absolutely. And uh, no, 500 Days of Summer does not count for this. The <laughs> <laughs> movie barely takes place during this summer. Anyways, Trevor, how do you, how do you want to do this? Do you want to start or should I start? Uh, I'll, I'll start and we'll go, I guess we can popcorn uh, back and forth starting from the bottom. Mm -hmm. And yeah, if you have any arguments about, oh, that doesn't actually fit the criteria or anything, we can slam a little bit about it. But I think for the most part, we'll just, by this point, we'll just let it go. <laughs> mm -hmm. How does that sound? That's, I'll, I will mock you, but I will not make you redo <laughs> your list. How does that sound? That sounds fine. Okay. Number 10. The movie version of Wet Hot American Summer. I do not know if you've I ever don't seen know this if movie. that counts. I don't know if that counts. You don't know if that counts because <laughs> even though it takes place in summer at a camp, <laughs> it can only take place. Literally, it fits every single criteria. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be fair, I haven't seen it, but go ahead. Oh, you haven't seen it? <laughs> no, I haven't. Oh, dude, it's great. Well, it's it's a satire about uh, an overnight camp. And part of the fun is everyone's very old, especially the TV show when everyone's even older and it's supposed to take place earlier than uh, the the movie. But I'd give it a shot. I don't know if it's totally up your alley. I think the humor probably you wouldn't like it. Uh, but the the movie itself is a really good satire about basically camp and summer and a lot of things. And it goes it gets a little bit unhinged. And I think the marketing is like, haha, it's a sex comedy. But it's not really like it, it's not really a sex comedy. It's more just like a fun summer movie. And there's not a whole lot of like actual sex humor in it. If anything, it has a lot of anti-sex humor, which is kind of funny how they do it. But uh, there's a lot of fun, wacky characters. A lot of them are in the TV show. And uh, this this is a good one. I think if you haven't seen it. I'm looking it up right now. Not not streaming anywhere, unfortunately, but I, I was aware that it had an awesome cast. I'm looking at it now, like, holy yes. shit, Paul Rudd, Amy Poehler, Elizabeth Banks, Bradley Cooper. That's that's a good yeah. cast. So next time I see it streaming, yeah. I might check it out. I know it got that resurgence in popularity a couple of years ago with the the sequel series or the prequel series, but no, one of my one of my shameful haven't watches, so thanks for the wreck. Paul Rudd says, I believe, to Elizabeth Banks, you taste like a burger. I don't like you anymore. <laughs> 
it's speaking it's of so preposterous. <laughs> speaking of burgers and delectable items like candy and oh look a deli meat my number 10 is a throwback to i believe it was the fifth or sixth episode of our show trevor and that's mm-hmm. heavyweights <laughs> i had my top nine pretty much once i finalized everything i was like this is my number i need one more and i, I didn't really know which one to do but i decided to put a true summer camp movie in here and heavyweights is the summer camp movie from hell Ben Stiller is hysterical. It's a very fun movie. It's a very uplifting movie. There's some great Keenan Thompson here. I mean, Paul Feig is in this movie. And then all the fun summer things. There's there's the go-kart competition. There's the rivalry with the other camp. There's the fighting with your counselors. I, Funnily enough, I watched Sleepaway Camp a few days ago with someone who had never seen it. And that just kind of gave me the vibes of, obviously, Sleepaway Camp. So I think maybe I was partial to putting heavyweights on after watching Sleepaway Camp because I just couldn't put sleepaway camp on my list heavyweights is is a fun movie as we talked about in the episode there are certain things that just haven't really aged perfectly well but i have a fun time with it and i i get a good laugh every time i watch it so i'm happy to have this one on here yeah i i'm switching a couple now that based on what you were saying i'm like you know what i actually want to switch these (laughs) um okay so yeah i i definitely was a little bit higher on it after we did our episode than yeah. before, but I haven't rewatched it since, and uh, I probably will at some point. Nice. Well, summer's running out, Trevor. You got to give it a watch. I know. Uh, all right, number nine for me. This one I feel like you thought would be higher for me, I'm guessing, but it partially kind of takes place at a camp, a specific camp, and a house, and it involves little kids falling in love, and it's Moonrise Kingdom. Oh, and- oh that is very surprisingly low for you. Yeah. Uh, I've actually only seen it once, and I've been kind of holding off seeing it again because I really want to see it on a big screen because I didn't see it in theaters. I saw Mm. it at home. And uh, what a delightful little movie and a delightful little storybook, as he always crafts. But this was just a very, very sweet movie, and I kind of wish I've seen it more times. Obviously, great cast, great way of storytelling, and it just reminds me of like going to the Cape and things like that are going to a, le- a beach house on New Hampshire mm-hmm. growing up. And I think it really captures that and sort of the the people that you can meet during those those times. Yeah. Moonrise Kingdom, I, I think if I had seen it one more time, it might have been on my list. I watched it freshman year of college when it first came out. I liked it. I, You know, the thing about Wes Anderson movies is I feel like they just need to be a little bit quirkier. And I feel like I'd connect with them a little bit more. I don't know if you feel that way too. I feel like you would <laughs> not enough quirk. Okay, that was that was okay. That was. <laughs> I thought you meant like unless he goes full quirk. No, it needs to be super quirky. Okay, well, tell me your number nine. And my number nine, uh, to quote Trevor from the Old Kids Christmas Special, Trevor hates it and he's wrong. It is the 2015 vacation movie. This is genuinely one of my favorite comedies of the last ten years. It's just generally one of the worst movies ever. (laughs) You know what, Trevor, you have not seen the movie. So, yeah, Trevor, for for those of you who don't follow the show that well, Trevor watched like the first 20 minutes of it. He's like, this is stupid. I don't watch watch it anymore. And I mean, he missed the whole Chris Hemsworth part. He missed the whole part where they beat up the family at the roller coaster at the end of the movie. They're. The first half an hour of the movie, I think, is brilliant. I love the family dynamic in this movie. I love the brotherly dynamic in this movie. The whole Debbie do anything scene is probably one of my favorite scenes 
ever. I, I've watched that scene on YouTube so many times. And this was pretty close because it te- te- technically does take place in over Memorial Day weekend. But I mean, the whole Tartan Prancer car joke is summer. Yeah, I, I, I'm not just going to list off every riff I like about this movie, but just every riff in this movie I love. And I would just implore you, Trevor, give another shot. I really do think that there are things you would like about it. And I'm sad that you don't connect with it because it brings me so much joy. And it would make me happy if the things that I liked were also things that brought you joy. I'm sorry they do not, but sometimes the things that bring me joy do not bring you joy. That's true. So for my number eight, it's the Lego movie. (laughs) For my number eight is my first horror movie on here. And the first horror we're selecting, which is also another thing. I don't think we mentioned it. It's not just kids movies we're doing. It's just any kind of summer movies because the the list would be kind of small. And a lot of kids summer movies are not very good. (laughs) So way to steal the thunder from my number one choice, Cheaper by the Dozen 2. (laughs) <laughs> is that really your number no. one choice? Okay. <laughs> is that on your list? It was in my long list. Oh, your long list. It okay. was on like my top 30. Well, this this relates to what you were kind of saying at the beginning. And number eight is Jaws, mm-hmm. which I know is very low for like, oh, yeah. movie, cinema, all that kind of thing. But I like Jaws. Some people say Jaws is what got them into filmmaking, what got them into movies. For me, that's not the case. But I saw it. I, a few, I've seen it a few times at this point. But uh, it's awesome. It's excellent. I love the editing. I love everything that makes Jaws Jaws, but uh, it's not like top summer movie for me. It's not what I like about summer movies, but yeah, this movie's special. This movie's excellent. If you've never seen Jaws, just watch Jaws, (laughs) especially in the summer. If you can find cool ways to watch Jaws, they always do cool ways to watch Jaws uh, with like a live score, like outside. And it's just, it's just a perfect summer horror movie. I will say some more words about Jaws in a bit, but while you have it this low, the one thing I want to comment on is the things that people love about Jaws, specifically the fact that you don't see the shark until, you know, an hour into the movie and the fact that one of the characters survives at the end. Those were mistakes. And one of my internal film geek turmoils is, can you heap this movie with the title of the greatest, if not one of the greatest movies of all time, when some like everyone talks, oh, the suspense of not seeing the shark. No, they just didn't have the shark ready and it didn't work, so they weren't able to show it. That was a mistake. And yes, filmmaking is about adaptability, but it's also about planning and, and seeing things through. Do you, do you have any comments on that? Because it's, it's bothered me for years. I think the fact that the movie is still as intense and thrilling and exciting and slow building is a testament to adaptability Mm -hmm. and that's what makes the movie work. So, I mean, yeah, you can definitely credit it to that. You can absolutely take uh, or give the credit to this movie for being what it is, even if there's like some mistakes or limitations that they had. Cause I think a movie is as much of a limit uh, as much as its limitations. And yeah, does this movie soar past it? Because also all the other technical things it does is pretty incredible and pretty great use of the cinematic language. Right. All right. So my number eight, it feels weird making a top 10 list and naming this movie number eight and it not being my top 10 movies of all time. So this one also almost didn't even make the list because I don't really see it as a summer movie. And just the more I thought about it, the more I kind of had to put that aside. I think it's just, for me, it really transcended the notion that it's 
only a summer movie. Anyways, it's Stand By Me. This is, yeah. it's, you know, Trevor, it's one of my favorite movies absolutely ever. Uh, big, big shout out to School of Movies for having us on the talk about Stand By Me. But this is a movie that just deals with friendship, finality, fucking campfires. The movie does take place in the summer. And again, these these kids wouldn't have been able to pull off what they did if it weren't for it being summer. And I think what's also worth calling out is that it's like Labor Day weekend. It's it's the last weekend of summer. This is kind of the last chance that they can go and find Raper Hour's body. And this kind of speaks to what you're talking about a little earlier about coming of age and gaining that kind of stability as you head into this next chapter of your lives. And they're heading into junior high. It's a huge movie for everyone growing up, specifically young men. And anyways, listen to our School of Movies episode if you want to hear me gush about it, because this is an incredible movie, and I can't go like more than six to 12 months without watching it. Yeah, I'm honestly very, very surprised it's this low for you, but so it goes. It's because um, the other, the next seven movies for me are summer movies. Like, some, like Summer yeah. and Stand By Me isn't really a character. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not really a character. I guess that's that's sort of the point. Hey, old kids, AJ here. Just wanted to give you a quick thanks for listening to the first few rounds of our top 10 summer movies. Just a reminder that you can get the full list of each of our top 10 summer movies on our full Patreon, so make sure to click the link in the description of this episode. You can access our Patreon main feed. In addition to this episode, you get a new exclusive patron-only episode every single month, plus a couple other benefits and uh, neat things that we got going on over there. It's a great way to support the show and get more old kids content. So if you want to hear us talk about other great movies we love, like The Sandlot, The Parent Trap, The Graduate, The Way Way Back, and a bunch of other ones, uh, plus just help Trevor and I out, that would be the best way to do that. So go ahead, click the episode link in the description, and you can sign up for our Patreon to hear the full top 10 summer movies from the Old Kids Movies. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you on the main feed with a full episode next week.